Welcome to GovCast, connecting with federal IT's top decision makers. I'm Alexander Bolova, production lead at GovCIO Media and Research. With me today is staff writer researcher Jayla Whitfield. Hi, Jayla. Hi, Alex. How are you? I am doing splendid. So you had the opportunity to chat with Brian Mazanek, Deputy Director of the Office of Preparedness within the Administration for Strategic Preparedness and Response, ASPR, at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. How'd it go? Yeah, it went really great, actually. So Brian actually just got into this role 10 months ago. And beforehand, he was working at the U.S. Government Accountability Office. But in both of these roles, he really focuses on cybersecurity and critical infrastructure protection. Um, So it was really great to speak with him just about overall cybersecurity and healthcare, especially with the continuous amounts of cyber threats that the healthcare ecosystem faces on a daily basis. Yeah. And one thing that stuck out to me when I was listening to your conversation was that in addition to this official, you know, federal government responsibility, Brian is also an author and teaches. Did I get that right? Yeah, Brian is multi-talented, I would say. He is an author of a cyber war book, actually. And on top of the multiple positions in government that he's held, he's also a current professor. So he does a lot, but he definitely does the job well. And, you know, it's a transformational time in government, and he's really making sure that he's able to use all of his resources and knowledge to help others around him. Definitely. Well, Brian is an incredible guest, and it sounds like you all had a lot to talk about. So let's not keep our listeners waiting. Let's dive into your conversation. Can you first off just tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you, Jayla. I'm so happy to be here and appreciate the opportunity to to talk about the great work we're doing at the Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Strategic Preparedness and Response, ASPR. Um, But I am actually relatively new to the ASPR team. I joined in January of this year, um, and I am the Deputy Director for the Office of Preparedness within ASPR, which has a number of uh, responsibilities and functions. But the the one I'm excited to talk to you about today is our, our role within our Office of Critical Infrastructure Protection focusing on helping the broader healthcare and public health sectors across the United States prepare for and deal with cyber threats, especially. But um, prior to joining ASPR, I spent almost 14 years um, at the U.S. Government Accountability Office, where I was a senior executive there leading audits of emerging capabilities, bio threats, some technology issues as well. Um, And I also um, on the side, teach um, and, and publish a little bit in the academic world on cyber threats as well. Definitely. That's awesome. I noticed that you've written a book on cyber war. And of course, as you've mentioned, um, you've had previous positions in government. So I guess how have all these experiences helped you in your current role as a deputy director at ASPR? Yeah. Um, so I think in any role that anyone's in in government, technology and, and cyber threats are, are so relevant um, and, and increasingly artificial intelligence as well. So um, I feel really fortunate with my prior role at the Government Accountability Office. I had the opportunity to 
to look across government at a lot of agencies and how they were dealing with all of these challenges. And now at Asper, we have such a critical mission, especially the one I mentioned earlier, to help the healthcare and public health sector prepare for and deal with cyber threats, where I, I think I can I can leverage that prior experience and, and understanding and, and work with my awesome colleagues on our team um, to, to do a lot of things to try to elevate our activities to meet this threat, um, which I should note, you know, the threat, the cyber threat and malign cyber activity in the healthcare and public health sector, particularly, although probably generally across the board, is increasing in sophistication, in volume. Um, so the challenge keeps getting harder, and it's really imperative that we, um, as the sector risk management agency for the healthcare public health sector, continue to elevate our game to meet that threat. And that, and to do that, it's really important that we leverage, you know, certainly my my experience is helpful, but all my colleagues and we, as in general, approach uh, the the challenge with a learning mentality and continue to to evolve and make sure we're doing all we can to help protect uh, the healthcare public health sector on behalf of the American people. Yeah, definitely. I like how you mentioned that the healthcare ecosystem has gone through, you know, there's a lot of different cyber threats coming that way all the time, very often. And I know it's also a changing time in government as emerging technology like AI and machine learning are reaching new heights. I guess, how has technology impacted your office and its mission? Has it helped when it comes to fighting against these cyber threats? Uh, absolutely. So I, I can answer that from sort of a couple of different perspectives. So um, certainly we at Asper try to embrace and leverage the, the most um, capable technologies as we execute our, our critical mission. Um, so one thing we're doing and in, in sort of in the, the final stages of developing is a, is a new tool that's uh, gonna be a web-based resource called the Risk Identification and Site Criticality Tool or RISC tool which is a resource for the healthcare public health sector and all of all flavor of entities in that very broad and diverse sector. Um, it's a tool that will be free and available to them um, to conduct an all hazards assessment on an ongoing basis, um, which has a big cyber component to it as well, but it has 94 question assessments specific to cybersecurity um, built around the NIST uh, cybersecurity framework. And, at, and we have roughly 300 um, entities in the version 2.0 limited release right now, but we're hoping once we fully release that in November, um, given the really incredibly flexible and enhanced user interface, we're going to have hundreds, thousands of entities in the sector using this tool to, to improve their cybersecurity. And then it will allow us to actually, if they, it's voluntary, but if they elect to, to share data in an anonymized way with us, we'll actually be able to do some really advanced analytics and gain insights into the threats and hazards facing the sector and then target our efforts to help them accordingly. So we try to use tool, you know, develop new tools like that and use advanced uh, analytics and tools to, to leverage data to, to have a decision advantage. Um, but then the other, okay, the other sort of way I would answer your question too is um, specific to that mission as the sector risk management agency, as we try to help the sector we're dealing with a very fluid environment. The healthcare sector has a lot of technology already in it. That's actually part of our challenge is there's a lot of um, legacy um, systems that aren't necessarily uh, kept up to date from a cybersecurity perspective, medical devices and other uh, IT. There's an increasing use of um, the Internet of Things sort of constellation of remote and connected devices in healthcare. All of these things increase the attack surface for the malign cyber actors that we need to help the sector 
um, deal with. So in, in a way, you know, the, the increased use of technology in the healthcare sector, which hopefully is increasing patient care, patient outcomes, does make the cybersecurity challenge a little more difficult. But we also hope that some of those new tools, especially artificial intelligence, can be used from a defensive perspective, can allow us to better scan for vulnerabilities, do threat detection in new ways. So it, it's sort of an offensive, defensive arms race, if you will, and, and we'll do all we can to, to help the sector um, keep pace with the, the evolution of technology in that, in that way. Definitely. And I like how you mentioned this new, it was called risk tool, correct? Or is it called? Yep. It's a, it's a, a bit of a you know, government acronym, right? Uh, risk identification and site criticality tool. That's the, that's the full name of it, but we just call it the risk tool. If you spell out the acronym there, um, which we have version 1.0 live now, but version 2.0, which we're going to launch again in November is, is going to be a, a dramatic increase in flexibility and capability. And I know you mentioned a few challenges already. Are there any other big challenges that you guys are facing currently in your role, uh, even when it comes to IT challenges that may be going on? Yeah. So, I mean, we we at Asper and across the federal government, I think, face the same challenge. Um, cybersecurity professionals face everywhere in terms of recruiting and retaining the right workforce, having the people we need to do the work. I know this is really a high demand for folks with this skill set. Um, I, I think another challenge, which is not necessarily specific to technology or cybersecurity, but in the healthcare public health sector, coming out of a, an exhausting uh, three plus years of the pandemic, there's a lot of burnout, a lot of challenges facing the sector that are unrelated to cybersecurity, which frankly make it difficult to, to focus on cybersecurity as well. Um, so just making sure we keep the attention and focus on cybersecurity in addition to all the other things that the healthcare community needs to, to do to, to, to continue to evolve and, and emerge from the pandemic um, is a challenge for us. Um, and and to, to help do that too, I mean, we, we constantly pivot back and make sure we're emphasizing, you know, cyber safety is patient safety. The, the incidents that we're concerned about and have seen in the sector, the ransomware attacks can lead to um, real loss of life or significant adverse effects on Americans. So, you know, continuing to make that message clear, help the C-suite, you know, executives and in, in the healthcare community and others appreciate the, the challenges and the need to focus on cybersecurity as they deal with a bunch of other challenges coming out of the pandemic um, is, is something that's, that's uh, important, difficult, but we, you know, we are really very much focused on that. Definitely. And I know you started um, just roughly about 10 months ago. So the pandemic was kind of, you know, already kind of settling down a little bit. Things were changing. But how is um, Asper currently responding? Um, are they just what are I guess what are some things that you guys are doing now? Because um, I feel like when I talk to healthcare leaders, they're always saying, you know, they have to keep their eye on preparing for the next pandemic because there may always be another pandemic. Absolutely. So that that's obviously not part of our sector risk management agency responsibility, but it is a core mission for Asper overall. Um, and we, even through the pandemic, as we played a major role, um, although I, as you noted, I wasn't there for it, but many of my colleagues now have been through really an incredible um, three years of effort to help America you know, weather this pandemic and and um, minimize the the adverse effects. Um, you know, Asper can, has, in the throes of all of that, has continued to keep its eye over the horizon as well. 
to watch for other potential emerging uh, infectious diseases. We have a lot of different capabilities and activities that are aligned to that, including really developing and focusing on uh, medical countermeasures, maintaining them in our strategic national stockpile to have them ready for whatever comes next from a, a, a public health perspective. And we, of course, also have a mission focused on uh, emergence, you know, medical support, uh, public and healthcare support in an a, a, uh, emergency response scenario. So hurricanes, other um, significant events like the wildfires in Maui, we have a role to play in all of those and have continued to to execute that mission in the midst of the pandemic and, and now as well. So um, coming new to ASPR, again, it's been incredible to, to see um, what my colleagues have done through the pandemic and continue to do today to help um, save American lives. Definitely. And just looking forward into the future, I guess, what are some of your top priorities when it comes to ASPR and for your hopes for the future for the healthcare ecosystem when it comes to these cyber attacks overall? Yeah. So from um, the cybersecurity perspective and our role as sector risk management agency, um, we at ASPR and the department overall, I should note, you know, at ASPR, we have the lead as the, the, for the department um, in executing that um, sector risk management agency responsibly. We're sort of the quarterbacks, if you will, um, for the department's support to the healthcare, public health, critical infrastructure sector from a cybersecurity perspective. But there are a lot of other folks within the department who play a, a key role and contribute to that mission. And we kind of coordinate um, with them on a daily basis, really an hourly basis. Um, so working with them what we're trying to do is really can elevate our um, activities and supporting the sector to deal with the cyber threats as i noted the threats are increasing in frequency in intensity in sophistication and continuing to evolve and we need to do the same so to um, we are have undertaken this year a number of uh, steps to try to to better support the sector including within asper We've established a new cybersecurity division within our Office of Critical Infrastructure Protection and are going to be in the, in the process of staffing that fully out. And, and we hope that that will better support the sector in pushing out um, best practices and resources that we've developed so they can bolster their cybersecurity and also significantly enhancing our incident um, response capability because we do have a role when we when inevitably these cyber attacks occur and we're tracking a half dozen or more every week. Um, in the sector, we play a role in helping entities respond to and recover from those cyber attacks. So that's an area where we're really going to be focused in the coming year to increase our ability to do that. Yeah, Brian, I really appreciate uh, your expertise on this topic and just sharing it with us. Is there anything else that you would like to add that I may have missed or didn't mention? No, thank you. Again, uh, Jayla, I appreciate the chance to to talk, especially during Cybersecurity Awareness Month, about what we are doing at HHS and ASPR to help protect the and, and help the sector protect um, itself from cyber attacks. Um, we really truly believe that cyber safety is patient safety, and this is such a critically important area um, to try to help uh, protect the 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 safety and security of the American people through the healthcare sector. So, um, really appreciate the chance to uh, discuss some of the great work we're doing, and would encourage anyone in the healthcare uh, and public health sector to check out the many resources that are linked from the ASPR website, um, asper.hhs.gov, um, as well as um, the Health Sector Cybersecurity Council's website, which has a lot, which is a, a sector-focused private 
um, coalition of folks that we partner with, and they have put out as well a number of great resources. So appreciate the chance to, to speak with you today about some of the great work we're doing. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jayla. That was a fascinating conversation. Before we let our listeners go, do you have any highlights or takeaways you want to leave them with? Yeah, I just think this is a conversation we should continue to have. Uh, A lot of the topics that Brian discussed really got into the infrastructure protection of the healthcare ecosystem. And he really wanted to point that out because as emerging technology like AI and machine learning continue to increase and take new heights, this is going to be something that we have to continue to look into and focus on in the healthcare ecosystem. And it's going to continue to be ever-changing. So I would love to talk with Brian again about these topics because he was uh, really knowledgeable about them. Thank you so much, Jayla. Listeners can tune in next week for a brand new GovCast. But until then, if you like what you heard, make sure you're subscribed. Please leave a review and a five-star rating on the podcast platform of your choice. And hey, tell a friend. We always enjoy and appreciate growing our audience. I'm Alexander Bolova. And I'm Jayla Whitfield. Thank you for listening. GovCast, along with HealthCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. If you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com.